This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. Mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. And I'm Joel. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the uh, the comic book industry and the latest developments because every day there's something new going on oh, yes. in this post-coronavirus world we live in. Yeah, every, everything we once thought was an unshakable institution. Turns out you can <laughs> shake the shit out of those institutions. Are you shitting me? <laughs> At least there's one constant, and it is that if we expected one institution to be shaken, it's the one that is constantly shaking. Like, it's like they built the comic industry in a treehouse. Because be it is constantly shaking. Uh, but the treehouse is built on a palm tree. <laughs> like. What's- What's even funnier is that if, like, you go back a couple weeks ago when we first talked about this coronavirus thing and we didn't think it would be that bad, I think you and I had the same kind of idea to be like, oh, sure, they're shutting down movie theaters and, you know, GameStops are uh, fighting to stay open even yeah. when they shouldn't. But the, but the comic book industry is so behind the times, I'm sure they'll be okay because they haven't been able to catch up to all these other industries. Flash forward to last week, Diamond. Yeah, we're just not going to do it anymore. We're just stopping. Yeah, we're just going to stop. We're the, like, the whole, okay, so, like, you're, you have a monopoly, you're the only distribution house for every comic book publisher of which there are a hundred. You're a cartel, basically. You're a cartel. The least you could do is accept the responsibility of being in business. (laughs) Yeah. And, and like, I get what they're trying to say where it's like, no, no, you know, we want to protect the people in our shipping houses and we want to protect people in the stores, yada, yada, yada. But then it's like, but guys, if you don't do, most of these stores aren't going to make it three months. Yep, most stores, and in fact, most Americans, and I, I hate to leave you out of this, Joel, because, of course, as we haven't established already, you are Canadian. Hey. Um, but uh, but most Americans, uh, like, I think over 70% live paycheck to paycheck. So it's like, mm-hmm. if you disrupt anyone's flow, it will completely upend their lives. The whole house of cards comes falling down. Exactly. And we could talk about, like, the economy and all that for hours. I really don't want to, because, like, not only do I want to, like... Because fairness, justice, you know, finances and and humanity have become a partisan issue, and I really want to keep that over there and not in this show. Uh, Rather, we'll just talk about the comic industry, which is way less volatile, and there are way fewer people who are just going to freak the hell out over any random word you might use that they wouldn't have in the description of of said industry. That's fair. Uh, By the way, any of the references we're going to be making are in the description below this video if you want to, like, follow along, because... The most recent development is kind of phenomenal, um, but I, I, I want to get into that in just a second. But before we do, I wanted to say, of course, because this is a job, uh, hey, did you know that if you're watching the show live, you're the sponsor of today's episode? If you use the Super Chats, you can pay a little scratch, you can ask a question or make a comment, and it will be weaved organically into this show, and the money oh, will go yeah. back into the machine that is this channel. Um, we understand that, of course, you are probably feeling the pinch like any of <laughs> And so I understand that, and I appreciate it, and I, uh, you know, do not give what you can't afford. Yes, um, please. But if you can, we do appreciate it, and I just, you know, I'm not going to not mention it. 
in the you want to know what's crazy about that pinch is that because of my tech job and because I work online, I became the breadwinner this month of wow. my household because I'm the only one who still has a job now That's because the thing. of the internet and YouTube and fans like you. That's right. That's right. So we do appreciate it. Uh, plus, this is going to be a big topic. We, I'm sure you have a lot of opinions, and I'm looking forward to hearing all of them. So uh, as we go into it, the, the whole thing was uh, when, like, like I said, if you had caught my conversation with Joshua Williamson from the previous week, uh, we were talking about uh, what comic book stores could do to combat the social distancing and uh, mandatory closures of non-essential businesses. Yeah. And uh, I remember originally comic book stores could be open, but they can't operate. So uh, they were getting their books, but they couldn't get them to anybody. So they were coming up with these new and inventive ways of getting them to you. Door-to-door uh, -door, uh, deliveries. They were uh, pretty inventive. Curbside pickups, mail order, inter like internet orders, that kind of thing. And right when the uh, comic book store or local comic shop industry was finally starting to get their druthers and uh, taking cues from each other, uh, the Diamond Distribution House closed, and so local comic That's book stores the saddest part. didn't, for a lot of people, didn't matter that the local comic book store could be open. There was no new product, so yeah. I guess we will close. The, the pipeline has dried up, and you just can't uh, can't make your rent selling back issues. Right, oh, which uh, I disagree, but... Uh, uh, you can, but you're special. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just the name of the game. But uh, <laughs> but that was, like, but literally Josh and I were talking about that, and how, like, oh, man, well, at least Diamond's still operating. Week later, boom, Diamond's not operating. Oh, my God, that's a new conversation. But wait a minute, Diamond's not operating, but... Image, Boom, Dark Horse all said... We're not gonna release digital. We're just gonna we're just gonna hold out in solidarity with the comic book store industry. Marvel and DC, not word one. If you look at the comicsology solicitations, they said, "Hey, uh, those books are coming out digitally." Yeah, that's yeah, that's what got me. But that like they didn't make a big deal out of it, and they didn't announce that you had to like actually go and look into that. Nope. And so the following week, if you caught our comic line, a long uh, discussion that my entire team and I had, we were talking about, oh wow. Are Marvel and DC taking an opportunity out of adversity where they're like, we we want to experiment with the digital market. Maybe it's big enough that we don't need the local comic book store and we're going to edge them out. Or maybe it's not big enough and we want to see if we can gain a foothold mm. you know, further in the digital marketplace where we can make something instead of nothing. Exactly, because that kind of seems to be the feeling from Hollywood and the movie industry where it's like, oh... All these studios, we had movies out right now. We can't make any money off them because the theaters are closed. Well, dump them all on digital. Might as well make some money and risk piracy than making no money at all. That seems to be the thinking. Yeah, well, and the movie industry is very interesting because, like, it, like the comic book industry, tons of ego, tons of uh, expectations and tradition. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, you had people who were like, like the the like Sony who produced the Valiant movie uh, for, yes. for Bloodshot. Bloodshot yeah. already came out. There was a, there was little word of mouth, little expectations. The movie mm. had a very soft opening, very much in favor of the fact that, like, the, the virus was uh, was to blame, but also Didn't because, help. like, Worst no one... Luck. Well, also, nobody really knew what the hell that movie was. Mm. So, I like, dug it. I actually watched it last night. Well, exactly. So they were like, well, it's already a failure in movie industry terms, so we might as well dump it on digital and hopefully it'll get new life there. A lot of movies find new life from the mm -hmm. aftermarket. Mm -hmm. um, then, but like, 
a new movie like Wonder Woman, for example, which was yeah. I think supposed to be out or it's come it was supposed to come out soon. Uh, um, very soon. You're, well, didn't they say it was going to be a summer release and they refused to move from that? Or am I? Completely yeah, no. Well, it? they moved it from recently to August 14th. Right. OK. Uh, but I remember Patty Jenkins making a comment saying like we're because I remember there were some rumors about whether Wonder Woman 84 was going to come out digitally mm. where they were like, maybe we'll just do a big push. Maybe or actually maybe they'll just do a big push for Wonder Woman digitally. And Patty Jenkins is like, no, we are not. Which I can understand her artistic integrity be like, no, this movie has to come out. It's a big deal for me. And also, too, hey, it should be a big deal for Warner Brothers and DC because this is the first like big summer movie cycle where they haven't had direct Marvel competition to deal with. Exactly. So for them, they're like, no, we are not moving. We're not going to buckle. We are not going to go digital. Like and they placed, so, a, placed a lot of bets on this one. Right. And I can imagine that it has a lot to do with, 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 with numerous factors, ego chief among them, where they're like, no. I want to do a red carpet. I want to see the box office numbers. I mm. want little kids to have Wonder Woman costumes going into the theater. Like, I want the entire experience that you get from a major tentpole franchise movie that everyone else got to enjoy. Yeah. And I'll be damned if I'm going to miss out on it now. And it's I like... Mean, I, if, if it was me, I'd probably be doing the same. Right. Uh, so you can see how, you know... The physical market or the, the, you know, the direct, like the, the theater market, they're like, okay, we're going to just delay it. We're not going to go digital like the comic industry decided to do as well. Um, I, I was just reminded that apparently, like, like, yeah, Sony delayed all their movies. Mm -hmm. Like, sure, Bloodshot didn't work out, but we knew it wasn't going to work out. Who knows how Morbius could do because Venom did so well and no one was expecting that to do it like brilliant anyway. So we gotta take a chance on Morbius. So we'll just delay that in Ghostbusters by a friggin' year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, so that was then, right? That was that world. Then, yesterday, there was an article about how DC had said, we're not gonna go digital either. We're gonna yeah. delay our books. The books that are supposed to come out April 1st, they're coming out April 28th. We're going to delay all of our new releases for this week by three weeks. Mm, which which was, you know, a boon to someone like me who does actually do weekly issues. I was glad to basically stockpile a whole thing of new releases that I can work through while I get other shit rolling. Right, right. Well, I, I could see, I don't want to, I don't want to comment on the benefits or the, or the negatives on that just yet. We'll get into it. But just the timeline, DC says this, Marvel, skeptically silent. Mm, very no much response. So. All day. Then, and I remember talking to Tiffany, my, uh, my, my, my partner in, in, in crime and wife and everything, <laughs> and she, <clears throat> she was like, oh, Marvel will do it too. And I'm like, I don't know, Marvel doesn't seem to give a shit. And she's like, no, Marvel will do it too. She's like, because well, well, that was definitely my thought, where it's like it's just a matter of both companies not wanting to be the first to jump. It's kind of like a waiting game to like see what they do, and we'll follow yeah, suit. Yeah, it's 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 like every school. Like, who's the first school that's gonna call a snow day? And uh... then, okay, that big one did. We'll all do a snow day. Like, oh, okay, we'll all delay for this for this holiday. No one um, wants to be the first. No, and so since DC took that took that uh, took the heat and didn't get burned, Marvel this morning announced that they are also not going to be releasing any new titles this week in print or digital. Obviously not print. Where they get where are you going to send them, you jackass? But uh, but they also left the door open 
In this case, where DC's like, no, here's the plan. April 1st, that's a no. April 28th, that's a yes. That's the plan right now. Boom. That's all we're going to say. Marvel says, and this is from an article that you can find in the description below this video. Uh, what's it called? Uh, essentially, Dan Buckley mentions that, like, they're gonna, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to push them all back to April 29th, I should say. Uh, but we're not going to close the door on that. Mm. they said quote it's a fluid situation with details changing every day which is a by you can see that based on every episode of the of of what we've been producing (laughs) day to day on this channel um Mm. but yeah so marvel is also following suit but they want to leave the door open because they're like i mean but like we'll put them out anyway i mean like if if it really sucks financially and we don't see a lot of pushback Mm, we'll we'll start to push it. I mean, like, yeah. th- th- there's a golden opportunity here, and we'll get, hopefully we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, but that's the timeline of events, uh, or at least that was at like six in the morning, right? And then, so okay, Marvel and DC follow suit with the independents. They're like two weeks behind, but they finally everyone decides. Okay, fine. If the local comic book store can't get their books, we won't release the books digitally. Mm, yes, which again is a show of solidarity for the brick and mortars, for the mom and pops. So, you know, hopefully that they can stay open when all of this is said and done. Maybe, hopefully, we don't know. But again, it's one of those, like, that's a calculated risk, too, to just not put out anything. It is It is a, it is a, a self-harming action where they're like, so there's an entire industry that is entirely dependent on us. We are also responsible for our own entire industry, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we're going to hurt ourselves so that that industry can stay afloat, maybe. Seems, seems a little weird, doesn't? Perhaps shines a magnifying glass on bigger problems with the comic book I think industry. it does, because, like, you know what industry would do that besides the comic book industry? None. And it's true. I'm not saying that like it's necessarily a bad thing. It's like, well, you know, how can you say that? Because you know what? Actually, the comic book industry, you good. That should be a model for other people. Because you know what? Like the local comic book store needs their help, and they they showed solidarity only under intense public pressure and scrutiny. And even then, I don't even know how scrutinized they were. I don't even know how how much control they did they did have. And in fact, in one of our conversations on this topic earlier, we talked about how much power the local comic book store industry has over the comic book industry. It's true. That's why they have all those big meetings every year. Yeah, and I kind of assumed it was a little bit of lip service, but Mm. maybe not. And maybe it's the fact that, like, because we don't know what the numbers are for digital. We have no idea how digital does. And we'll probably never know because, again, that's one of those things Diamond suppresses. Sales don't count unless you do them with us. Well, Di- Diamond isn't even in charge of those. I'm talking about the digital sales. We don't know what oh. Comixology's numbers are. We don't know what Marvel Unlimited's numbers are. We have right, no idea. Right, right. And I would like to, but uh, and I'm sure they do when they have those numbers. And so the question was whether Marvel and DC would say, okay, yeah, we are going to halt digital releases because honestly digital wouldn't really do much for us anyway mm. or if they're like oh my god digital does so well screw local comic book stores let's eh. use this opportunity to just say full digital and good luck yeah yeah really because really the co- local comic book store is kind of over a barrel in terms of like 
what are you going to do about? It? I mean, like, yeah, let's say that like the comic book industry goes full digital, and they go like, you I mean you can you can order through Diamond and everything, like you can still get physical copies and you can still get trades, but we're gonna do digital first and we're gonna have the digitals be cheaper, um, and you can just figure it out. Like and what? I mean, it, like the little comic book store is not going to turn into a gaming shop overnight. No, no, and I mean we've been doomed saying this forever, and you know I catch black every time I say it when I'm like the mom and pop brick and mortar store has been on life support for about a decade now. It's not going to make it. Just it's been like on life support. It, it's a specialty shop. Yes. It is It is already, in and of itself, a risk. And it was only ever sustained by major stunts yes. and intrepid business practices, which yep. are rare within that industry. And I don't mean to insult local comic book stores, I personally know multiple comic shop owners who are great at their job and keep mm -hmm. their stores open despite the markets. And those are the exceptions to the rule. Because I also know way more comic book stores that are run by fans or mm -hmm. former fans who don't know what else to do with their lives. Yep. Who are like, I just run this industry. I, I just run this business, and I run it the same way I did 35 years ago when mm -hmm. Superman died, and there was like a cash infusion on a national scale because everybody wanted to buy the latest thing. Like it, it's just mm -hmm. it it's it's insane to me uh, that like there's that most comic book retailers don't take a business course or understand how to like turn over or or change or grow or adapt, um, and and. Uh, you know, it, it's just kind of like, yeah, you're you're right that they are on life support, and they've. But I've, I would posit they've always. Like, I don't know what you would say. It's more like I don't know what the term is to say. Like they've always. Like, can you have always been on life support? <laughs> like, I know that's a weird thing. And then you, you look at similar industries too. Like again, like Blockbuster. Like I remember when the writing was on the wall for video stores. And that's the thing. Like video stores, game shops, like uh, gaming stores, GameStop. Uh, they actually have more blame to take than the local comic book store. The mm. local comic book store is like, I want to be a specialty shop that provides this service. Nothing happened that told them that they were about to... Well, actually, that's not true. Now that I think about it, because I think about Blockbuster, right? Blockbuster saw the writing on the wall, but mm. like the local comic book store didn't have at least the ironic opportunity to buy comicsology. And... You know what I mean? Like Blockbuster literally had the opportunity to... Buy Netflix and and supplant it in one of the great acts of hubris. They're like, nah, nah, and then it destroyed them. The local comic book store didn't have an opportunity to like buy or co-opt digital and then either crush it or embrace it and morph into something new and beautiful. Uh, there's a there's a great documentary out there that actually I think uh, captures a lot of what we're talking about. It's a uh, it's about the baseball card and uh, sports memorabilia industry, oh. which is its own niche industry. It's called You Don't Know Jack, and it's funny about it because apparently, like baseball cards and stuff, had its own speculator boom and its own heyday and its own major crash and everything. I'm like, wow, this really, really reflects the comic book industry, which is funny because, you know, a lot of these sports cards and everything were sold in comic book stores yeah, at the same time. So I, these are two kind of industries. I would be very interested to see that documentary because not only do I have no skin in that game, but it also might be a great opportunity to learn something it's, and it's to apply said said knowledge to, this, uh, to our industry. Industry. You know what, basically, without giving too much away, you know what the ultimate thing that brought it all down was? Uh, no. 
the industry was lying. They were just making <laughs> shit up. They had no idea. Uh, all those like sought after Ken Griffey Jr. cards and Jose Canseco rookie cards. Yeah, we just have whole things of those we print. They're not actually worth what we said they were worth. <laughs> that sounds about right. I mean, that is kind of the comic book industry in the 90s, the speculator boom. Yep. Yep. And it was like, well, these comics really aren't worth anything. And we just printed a... When, when comic books started putting the word collector's item directly on the cover, I think mm. that was pretty much the, the revelation, oh, wait, they're not. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, and it's been a while since I've seen, I think a lot of the CEOs who left those big game companies ended up working in the comic book industry and no! other similar industries. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? I'm like, no, it's the same people. No, you monsters, get out of yeah. here. And I think they shared a lot of office space too, because it's like, well, yeah, naturally they all work together. Of course. I mean, well, I mean, every, I mean, if you're making trading cards or playing cards and the comics, comic books and trading cards are synonymous with each other, or at least they mm -hmm. were during mm -hmm. the, the boom of trading cards. Oh, they're peas in a pod. Yeah, and so they must have known all the same people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so then we get into 7 o'clock this morning mm -hmm. when it was announced, uh, again through Newsarama, that uh, Diamond is now announcing that they have cash flow problems and will not be paying their vendors. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's uh, that stings. You never want to hear that. That's like the worst thing you can say. Yes, the parent company of Diamond says they will quote no longer be receiving consistent payments from their customers, and they will hold payments to vendors previously scheduled to release this week. Now I know every country is handling the whole like virus stimulus thing a little differently. Canada is doing theirs different than America. Has America announced some sort of like bailout package for yeah. small businesses? Uh we have we have a bailout package for. I think the the initial bailout packages was for big business, and then that I, got I just quashed. realized I called Diamond a small business. It's the biggest business of what it does, but is it small in comparison? Absolutely. To else? Oh yeah, no, they're not a giant by any by any measure. They're not GM. Um, they're not the airlines. No, 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 no. Um, but uh, but I, I don't recall any verbiage about small businesses. I do know that I think it's more like individuals are going to get a stimulus. You know, like right. people who make a certain income are going to get this number. If you have a joint income, you're going to make this number. Uh, and that's kind of all I've just all I've heard about it. I haven't heard about the the small business bailout, um, right? Because here in Canada, Trudeau had a thing just recently where it's like, look, here's a block of money, so you don't have to lay anyone off, so you can pay everyone for at least the next four months, and hopefully, shit will have calmed down by then. I don't think Diamond will be entitled <coughs> to or receiving a stimulus of any kind. Oh, that's rough. And my expectation. My expectation originally was, since all the comic book stores uh, are dependent on Diamond, and since the comic book industry has decided to endorse the local comic book store over mm. their own profits, yeah. they have just that, that like everything would kind of just freeze, despite no one being paid, and we'll see who survives, and then we'll just resume business as normal. I remember saying this three weeks ago, back when we didn't know half of any of this stuff, mm -hmm. that uh, the comic book industry itself does not change. It's hesitant and afraid of new ideas and progress and evolution. And so if it makes the most sense, they won't do it. And uh, I am proven right, basically. Continually. In this, in this regard. And I feel like uh, that the if the comic book industry is going to change or make any significant alterations to their to the current business practices that they've been that they've been doing for the last 30 years 
it's going to be through force and it's going to be through desperation. Mm. And I see that the, I would see Marvel and DC at the very least being like, I don't know. We'll just see what happens. And because we're both subsidized and owned by parent corporations and they're not going to let us stop. Uh, but we'll yeah. just use diamond because like, as was pointed out on my last discussion, because uh, I was like, why don't Marvel and DC just become their own distributors again? And, uh, you know, it, it's like the fact is they would have to literally create an entire office. Infrastructure, yeah. Like they'd have to like employ people and build a distribution house and create a warehouse for a storage and all that. Like they'd have to actually build the infrastructure and it takes time to do that and money and people and they have none of those things anyway, much less right now. So. And at least DC has said, you know, in a past article that I know everyone linked you and me to, you know, DC has at least said that they are looking into alternative means of distribution. Yes, yes. And I would be the first in line to buy a subscription. Could you imagine a world where you can get a subscription from Marvel and DC or from everybody? And comics come to my house? Yeah. And uh, I noticed that, like, some of those subscriptions that they have done, you know, they, they come a little early. <laughs> Can't, uh... uh can't they buy one of those failing box companies and be like, look, you you can oh ship my God. people here. Give give them the DC box. Call it the long the DC long box and just give them the books they want. Right? Yeah, just just buy Loot Crate and then and then just go like, you're not going to be selling your garbage anymore. You're literally just going to be you're going to be shipping our books for us. <laughs> didn't did, didn't DC have one? Didn't they have like the heroes? Yeah. Didn't like Marvel and DC have their own attempts? They did. At they did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. We we have both of them. Uh, Marvel, the collector core or something like right, that. Right. doesn't matter. Uh, neither of those things happened any, or, or happening anymore. Those, th those had their heyday when I had just gone solo, when I stopped working at name redacted and I wrote everyone. I'm like, can I have one, please? I'm a good YouTube man. I'll, I'll sell it real good. Mr. Box company. And they're like, get out of here. Literally the only Marvel box that I got slash wanted was, um, we were at New York Comic Con one year, and they had like Marvel had a had the Skybox, and we mm. saw one dude, and he's wearing what looked like a comic accurate Doctor Strange robe. Nice. And we were like waving at him and yelling at him, and he's like, "What?" We're like, "I want your robe," and he's like, <laughs> "No." And then uh, we wound up like talking to him, and he's like, "Oh no, it comes out of the box. Like this upcoming Marvel box has this robe in it," and we were like, "Oh, I want it." So we reached out to Marvel. We got that box. We got the robe for Tiffany. And uh, we actually did a video on it. You can find it way down in the depths of our channel. <laughs> and um, that's and then we canceled. <laughs> there you go. I mean, that's the way you got to do it. You get the one thing you want. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the, that's all just, just noise compared to where we are now and how it's like, okay, it could be, this is the point I was trying to make, was that just by sheer like diamond basically doesn't make enough money to sustain itself if it's out of money for two months it will close like that's my expectation my expectation here now because everything because everything is changing yes it is but did, did no you ever did no. you ever think it would end like this i mean like it's i don't think anything's really ending it's more like it's just it's just evolving but like literally we're in a world where right now everything is changing but no one wants to acknowledge that it is like, because it's scary. Everything around it is changing, and the comic book industry is like, no, it isn't. And like, they they live in a world where it's like, well, we found out we don't have to make statements, we don't have to make any quotes, we don't have to send any press releases. We can literally just be quiet and stay insulated, and and just and only say what we're going to say after we've already done it. Yeah. 
And it's like, okay, cool, but you know, is that a good way to do business? So we're Feel- we're we're here now. It it feels too like Marvel and DC were equally as taken aback by this oh, as big fans were. It feels like they found out at the same time. Like they opened up Twitter. Oh, what's going on? Virus? Are they, Diamond is doing what? <laughs> I I I would I would almost bet money that they were like that because that's how they operate. Because yeah. the comic book industry is entirely reactionary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, right now, right now, and I should probably check. To make sure there's nothing else that's going on, but like right now, at this point of the recording of this show, Marvel and DC are not going to be releasing anything digital, along with essentially the, the biggest names in the independent comic book scene. Now, now is that true of stuff that was already supposed to be digital? Because wasn't there talk about that like Deanie right. Batman the animated series book that was going to be coming out digital anyway? Uh, digital is only going to be released. Uh, DC, I should say, is only going to be releasing collections and digital first titles this week okay because didn't i hear talk where it's like oh but we might put out the new batman anyway. yeah the new batman is coming out digitally okay. because it was gonna anyway and because it's friggin batman and we know we're gonna get a return on our investment in batman well and it's like i'll bet they wouldn't have done what they did if they didn't already have a digital batman coming out on the same week because batman 92 was supposed to come out this week. Yes, it was. And Strange Adventures and some other stuff. I know, again, it might have all been rumor-mongering, but I heard them batting around the idea where it's like, well, we have these ready to go anyway. Yeah, I would I would think, and it looks like right now, they are definitely going to release only the things that were going to be digital exclusive anyway, and mm. that says to me that it is entirely, these decisions were made to appease the local comic book stores. Yeah. So that's where we are right now. Marvel and DC and everybody. No one is releasing any physical books digitally instead of releasing them physically. So nothing's coming out except for digital exclusive releases. And Diamond is not paying its bills this week. Man. Uh, That's where we are right now. So let's go to the phones. Uh, Let's (laughs) jump into the Super Chats. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Man, imagine if we actually had phones. <laughs> I, I I will never do that. My parents suggested we do that. They were, she was, they were, my folks were like, could you do, could, my parents literally the other day, because they have nothing to do because they're stuck at home. They were like, Naturally. we were thinking about your business and we were thinking, what if, what if you created a show where you were live and your audience mm. could watch you as you were talking in real time. Mm. Mm. A live show, you say, and I'm like, that we could stream. Yeah, I'm like, I do two of those a week. <laughs> do you watch this? And and like, n- the answer is no. But like, but the but instead of having a host, we would just Skype in anyone. Like anyone could call in to Skype, and they'd be on the show. And I'm like, no. I'm pretty sure my parents had a similar pitch too to me when I told them about my job. And I'm like, yeah, you know, all your favorite radio zoo shows, they screen those calls, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, and, how, they, and, and crazy still get it. Right. And they, and they don't have video to worry about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where it's like, I have a really, I have a really poignant question to ask, but first my balls. <laughs> yes, exactly. Always my balls. You're never more than five <laughs> seconds away from balls on the internet. Rusky 9110 says left this show to come back. I left this show to watch this show. So are there any comics that you hated when they came out that you love now? Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there are tons. I I know that's true. I can't think of any right now. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of stuff I took a second chance on. Uh, yeah. Next Wave, I did not like when I, when someone for like someone was like, "You got to read Next Wave," and I'm like, "Okay," and I was like, "This is dumb." And then I finally like had a minute and sat down and read it, and I was like, "Oh, it's brilliant." Yeah. Okay. You know. Yeah. Next Wave is a pretty good one because yeah, I was in a very similar boat of people saying for years, "Oh, it's the best. It's hilarious. It's a superhero stoner comedy." Yeah. And I and I didn't get it at first, but then when someone said, "Oh, it's a comedy. It's supposed to be funny," then I suddenly got it. Right. For me, I thought it was trying too hard, and then I was like, "Oh wait, no." Like, yeah. but it took a minute. You know what? Uh, I will say this. Uh, Hickman's Avengers, actually. I'm like, oh, this is too cerebral and <laughs> too heavy for me. And then it's like, no, no, it's all actually building up to something. I didn't go back and read it until, like, uh, Secret Wars was starting. And I'm like, okay, now I get it. Now I know this pays off and this all went somewhere. That's right. We didn't know at the time. I think that's why X-Men gets a big allowance at this point. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Wilde. Hello, Sal and Joel. Barely keeping myself afloat with art commissions. Currently... Uh, here's all I can afford at the moment. Hope you can stay safe and healthy. Jamie, we do appreciate it, man. But listen, mm -hmm. if you're a struggling artist, you need every dime. And Tell so keep up the good work. Stay, uh, keep up the fight. Uh, you know, and, uh, feel free to link your website in the yeah, conversation yeah, yeah. so that people can, uh, commission you if they so choose. Dark Knight Nation, I think Marvel and DC have suspended digital now too. Yes, they have. That's what we're talking about, Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nation, thank you very much. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Uh, Scorcher says, hey guys, big fan, uh, been a big fan of you both for years. Here's a little something, Aww. even though I'm still bitter, it's now called Iced Earth, not as good as Metallica. Stay safe, guys. Thanks for everything. <laughs> Come on, man. Listen, like, I, I like Iced Earth, but Cliff, man, Cliff trumps the, the, the bassist on Iced Earth, all right? Justice for All, uh, Master of Puppets, Kill Em All... Yeah. Uh, Ride all the lightning, albums. all brilliant. Um, and 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 I I just I can't. I'm sorry, Scorcher. But do uh, but I do appreciate it, man. And I will say I I still I literally have my Spawn album that I took out. Uh, the Spawn album that Iced Earth did that couldn't reference anyone by name, <laughs> um, but could use the art. Uh, it's in my car. I listen to it all the time. Uh, Anthony Bergamini says, thanks for keeping up with the great content, guys. Thank you, Anthony, for keeping we up try. with us. We do appreciate it. And we're trying, man. Thank you so much. That's very, very kind of you. Uh, Brevin Campbell 12, can't you still buy video games digitally? Yeah. In fact, mm. you will only be able to buy them digitally soon yeah. enough. Since GameStop closed 300 retail stores about a week ago. Um, Some by force. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's and that's one of those examples I was thinking of where it's like Blockbuster and GameStop are companies that like are shitty and yeah. pulled shitty practices and really got what was coming to them. Which um, also makes me wonder how unhealthy is GameStop right now where it's like, no, you need to stay open to sell Doom and Animal Crossing. And if the police come, you tell them you're essential, damn it. Yeah. Literally take bags and cover your hands with them and slip them between like it's it it's it's insane uh also, Dion, you must do trade-ins even now yeah get the hell out of here let don't let the door hitch on the way out because i don't want to ask prince on my new door gamestop yeah you want to talk about a company that i'm totally cool with dying after this bullshit gamestop you know what yeah exactly 
Dion Z, first time go- joining you live. Welcome, D- Dion. Thank you so much, man. It's 3 a.m. here in Australia. Oh, yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's why I don't ever go on Mr. Sunday, because it's like we're, we have a 14-hour time difference. Uh, and my I'd... other co-host, Matt, has only ever been from Australia. That's right. I thought I'd give some bones to support considering the situation. Thank you very much, Dion. Keep up with the amazing content. You keep on keeping on, and don't let those giant insects kill you. Thank you so much, man. Uh, Dre Burr helping us out. Thank you very much, Dre. We do appreciate it. Uh, Sam Nichols. Uh, Ahoy! Be healthy and save. Let's get comics for a subscription. Subscription-based comics? I say yes. Mm. It'd be nice. I mean, like, we basically model our system on it anyway, because... You're talking about pre-orders and like sales numbers being the litmus test for whether a book say like lives or dies. Yeah. A subscription is a perfect way to quantify that. Uh, Joseph Del Polito, uh, hey guys, wanted to give you some change. Another fact that no one mentions is how Amazon undercuts local shops. X uh, example: Robin Rises is in, is in trade at Zaps, my uh, comic book store, for thirty dollars, mm. and on Amazon it's fourteen ninety two. Can you blame consumers? You cannot. You cannot, and also that's Amazon's tactic across the board. We'll either buy you or we'll undercut you until you die. And that's the thing. Like the thing you got to think about here is that like Amazon is a monster. It's yes. like it, it's like Devlin McGregor. Uh, it does billions of dollars in in yearly sales alone. That company's a monster. They're, uh, they're so big. Again, they can afford to take a loss if it means killing you. Y- yeah, exactly. The and the the reality is the undercutting is unsustainable and it won't last. Once they put out the businesses that they are undercutting, they'll go right back to charging whatever it is that they charge. And they do. There's a famous case there. Uh, Diapers.com was, you know, selling the diapers at a really great price to, you know, uh, new parents and everything. Amazon tried to buy them. They said no. And then they spent a couple years putting them out of business. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, the, th- the, the, the only thing that I will give credit for the local comic book stores and especially for zap is that like, if like, if it's a trade you need, mm. you know, I'd say, yeah, Amazon, but like, if you, if you want it, you write it down, you make a list and you wait for those sales because zap always has sales. Mm-hmm. They have a, they have a customer loyalty card you can use that oh, like takes, cool. per- yeah. If you buy a certain number, it's like a subway card where if you buy a certain number, you get a free sub. In this I case, like that a lot. they take percentages off your sale. Uh, it, they, they work with you. Good comic book stores will work with you. Hell, if you bought like $200 worth of trades, I guarantee you they'd give you a percentage off. Oh, um, of course. Yeah. But that's only comic shops worth their salt. There's other comic book stores that will try to charge you cover price for a wizard magazine. (laughs) Uh, Who was it says, hope no one walks in giving out business cards. Me too, man. Thank you so much. No, I got the door locked now. Uh, If you are not familiar with what, who was it's talking about? uh, If you see this channel and you watch it, uh, we were shooting one of our major shows back issues and uh, a a solicitor came in. That's the most insane shit. I watched that. My jaw literally hit the ground. Like, did that? If he didn't record it, I would say, did that happen? Yeah, and we're only in the shot because we had lav mics that were connected to the to the audio recorder. Otherwise, we would have gotten up and been like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Um, it's so it's so great to see everyone's reaction there. You and Ben sit for Ethan just kind of buries himself in his book right there. Yeah, there was a second where I'm like, "Are, are we going to see a dude catch a beating in this?" <laughs> Well, no, he would. I, I would not have introduced him to the set. It would have been like he would have been kicked out the door. Uh, but thank you very much, uh, Dan S. Sally, you set off my Google Assistant. <laughs> Sorry about that. Did I say, "Hey Google, Hey Google, play the Gambler"? There you go. Thank you. 
I was gonna pick something really like fun, like Bonnie Tyler or something like that. Oh, that's good too. I guess I just have Kenya Rogers on the mind because he passed that's away. That's true. That's true. That poor, our poor roving gambler. Indeed. Uh, Kenneth Dowling. Hey guys, liked your last video on plagues. Nice. You watched it. Uh, mm. Wishing you good health. Special shout out to Joel. I enjoy your videos oh, where you illustrate you. the best comics. You rock, dude. Oh, I appreciate that. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, Silvery Cricket, DC and Marvel are making a digital push right now. Not making a digital push right now is crazy. I am stuck at home and read all of Chainsaw Man, and I am out of stuff to read. Well, Silvery Cricket, not to self-promote, <laughs> but if you go to Instagram.com slash official, we have three different coronavirus reading playlists for you in our direct feed. Uh, one's for indie books, one's for Spider-Man sad issues, and <laughs> another one is for Superman the best stuff. I do um, love that you themed them. Thank you, yeah. I got a Batman one coming out in the next day or, to, or, or two, so stay tuned. But, uh, you know, I would also, you know, the fact is your comic book store is like a pusher. You could call your local comic book store and be like, what's good? What's good, fam? <laughs> what do I need? But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rescue 9110, with no new comics coming out, any recommendations for old stories while we wait? Hell yeah, man. Thank you so much mm -hmm. for the transition. Uh, let me tell you something, man. There's so much. And the fact is, the local comic book stores should be working out, because like I've noticed a lot of shops, particularly in our area, and we're we're an interesting microcosm because New Jersey's like in entirely shut down. There's a lot of stores that can be open across the country, but in particularly New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, uh, and, and the, and the, and the West coast, that's the thing that Ethan pointed out on our last show was that the, the, the coasts are on lockdown, Yes, which is the majority of business for media. Yeah. And as such, like the comic book industry had to respond because like if California, Washington, Oregon, New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut can't get your books, then that's it. Um, in, in our case, uh, like I've noticed that a lot of local comic book stores are operating, you know, mm. uh, and what they could do and what I noticed uh, mid, uh, not Midtown, um, actually Mile High Comics in uh, Denver, Colorado nice. was making like blind boxes and they're doing like special, uh, you know, uh, special like discounts and stuff like that but you could literally That's just go smart, like because that helps you like you know liquidate all the excess stock you have and get people interested exactly like okay let's use zap again because zap's not only the store behind me but also the store i normally go to zap comics they have uh a, a warehouse of books and in fact they had a convention uh in wayne that was going to be this past weekend but is now in september which i will be at and you can catch me there um nice. but the convention is essentially a way for them to liquidate their stock. Uh, it is not necessarily like it is a comic con because they have like tables and creators and artists and stuff like that. But like the merchants, the merchant is them and the stock is all of their back issues. That's clever. That's and pretty clever. It's like dollar books, $2 books, quarter books, like tr discount trades, but all from their stock. So, now, so catnip to guys like you and me. Oh, big time. Now the thing about that is, You've got all this stock. And in fact, I, I literally reached out to them on Facebook yesterday. I'm like, I need the following back issues. <laughs> and they're like, I'll check the warehouse. And, and if they have them, I'm going to buy them and they're going to ship them to me and I'll have them and I can, you know, read them. But like, if they were going to do that anyway, and they were prepping all their stock for this trip, for this, uh, for this thing, they should be, have a big push and I'd be happy to promote it where they could be like, we're going to sell, like, we're going to have the convention online. Essentially. We're going to sell like boxes of, of, 
you know, of, of back issues where it's like mm. the back issues blind box from Zap. Drop 40 bucks. I promise you you're getting 100 bucks worth of books. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, that's that's a thought. Uh, Stephen W. Fathery says, I'm so behind on so many things and I'm excited about new entertainment being on hold. I got tons of shows to stream and a stack of comics to read. That's the thing, Stephen. Me too, actually. We're all in the same boat. I feel like, you know, there's, you know, there's tons of back issues to read, but like there's also the problem of too much media, which we've also talked about on the show. Indeed. Where it's like, you could, you you could if if you don't have to worry about working, you could still watch all this stuff and still read all of this stuff. And it's like there's just there's just not enough time, and we're gonna find out if there is or not. Um, by the yeah. way, go, going back a little bit, um, so here's my read. Here's my recommendations. By the way, if you want, if you're looking for something to read, uh, if you're for for in for indie books, Die from Kieran Gillen, Something's Ooh, Killing that. the Children just had a good trade come out. Uh, Daniel Warren Johnson's Extremity. God Country is always good. Uh, Once in Future has a new trade out you can pick up. Lock and Key is a show you can read along with it. Mm. Uh, the Magic Order is a great book that also has a show that will be in development by Mark Miller and Miller World Productions. You can always grab the Omnibus for Saga, or you can check out Wicked and Divine, which just finished. There's so much out right now. Um, when it comes to Superman, you can check out, like, uh, the entire Rebirth saga from Tomasi. Oh, uh, so good. Superman for All Seasons from Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Classic. You could watch Red Sun, then read the comic and compare. Uh, yeah. S- Superman Birthright, uh, What's So Funny About Truth, Justice the American Way, and the original Jonathan Kent Superboy, Chris Kent in mm-hmm. Superman Last Son, one of my favorite Jeff Johns books. Um, there's so much out there, man. Mm-hmm. So go, oh, go yeah. check it out. I would say if you want something long, hey, that Thor Love and Thunder movie is coming out. Maybe maybe now is the time if you've been putting it off. Read the almost decades worth of Jason Aaron Thor stories. Right? Yeah, you could literally just take out you, – you could read the entire Aaron run, and then you could be ready for War of the Realms and read all of War of the Realms. <laughs> exactly. Uh, hey, uh, you had Joshua Williamson on. Got to give that dude credit. I – did not read his flash but i feel like i should start now because he's the only consistent guy who stuck around from the dc rebirth era writing one right book. yeah i agree um definitely it, check it, yeah if, if there's an author you you like read their suite of stuff mm-hmm. i, far, I yeah. stopped reading injustice halfway through and there's a lot of injustice yeah if you're if you love spider-man and you're looking for a run you probably skipped read the entire dimatteis sal buscema run it's not in trade. You can only get it in floppies, but I guarantee you it's all on Marvel Unlimited and Comixology, so go check it out. Also, um, Spencer keeps making reference to that run, so all the more reason you should pick it that's up. That's true. Uh, some Friendless Bastard says, but first my balls should be the title of the show. <laughs> yeah, oh, we may a lose one. a sponsor or two, but the reality is you're the sponsor, so well, we can say we those... Get, or we could get that Manscaped sponsorship. Ooh, yeah, 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 we need one of those. I was going to say, I was worried you were going to say Fleshlight. I'm like, no, what do I look like, Kevin Smith? Maybe I do, but I'm not him, and I'm not doing the Fleshlight thing. No uh, uh, no joke, I was actually probably the first comic book guy through the door on Manscaping. I was one of the first guys who asked them for a sponsorship, and they sent me a very nice leather-carrying case <laughs> for all their shaving shit. That's dope. Yeah. Um, what's it called? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Stephen Fothery also says, Kenny Rogers dying during the apocalypse is the most know when you when to hold them know when to fold them thing you could do yeah, yeah i hear you yeah. um uh michael Bar- banner nice haircut joel i work at a Thank salon you. as a receptionist and currently not working so i'm glad to catch the show 
Well, we're uh, glad to have it. you, man. I'm so sorry uh, about that. It really sucks. Um, yeah, it really sucks for a lot I of businesses. This to myself, and Sal can attest it looked much worse until I touched it up. <laughs> That's, That's why true. a couple weeks ago I wear a hat on this show, and I don't normally wear the hat on the show. That's because it didn't look good. Right. Um, Theodore says, my local comic book store, Gmart, in Illinois, has a subscription service to the, on their website with a pre-order discount that makes physicals cheaper than digital. Oh, that's good. That's a great idea. That's Gmart really in Illinois. And hey, they have a website and it's pre-order. You don't need to be in Illinois to order those. Mm. The Iceman says, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, there we go. I'm going to renew my Marvel Unlimited I'm over a year behind on comics. My problem is I have myself and my dad to support, and trades are far more cost-effective than floppies. Local stores can't compete. Uh, I, I, I'm, I, I'm sympathetic to your plight, and I understand your, your, your thinking and what you're saying, man, because, like, you got to prioritize. And the fact is, if you're, if you're supporting other people, you have to make those kinds of decisions that are best for your family and not yeah. necessarily for your comic book store. Yeah, yeah. He says, uh, what's it, o official Bolin on the 29th, are they going to release the months, a month's worth of books, or is everything going to be delayed by four weeks? Great question. I have no idea, and I bet neither do they. And, and we're heading into event season now. We've got Joker War. We've got Empire. So, like, again, are they going to want to fall behind on all these events and everything? Is that just going to fuck them up for the next year? Right. Unlike Valiant or the, any of the other indies that are, like, that, that kind of froze their creatives Marvel and DC did not. So if I were no. them, particularly DC, because they got a, they got some catching up to do based on uh, 5G, uh, I would delay everything. I would put like my efforts into, you know, if we if we can afford to wait three weeks, and that's the question, can we? Um, but like if we can, if we can find out we can before like everyone decides they don't need comics anymore, mm. um, then I would have. I would be working ahead of the schedule so that, like, by the time things do blow over, you have something big to put out. My advice would be the the Marvel DC crossover. Um, yes, which, again, a lot of creators seem to be getting behind that idea. And, in fact, this might be the thing that finally pushes them to do it, to be like, oh, we need to get more asses in stores. We need to help the local comic shop. And also, we need to help restart us. What do we do? Yeah, hey, local comic book stores, you want to bully the comic book industry into doing something? Bully them into making the Marvel DC crossover. Yeah. Uh, Kenneth Dowling, I've been hearing great things about Tynan's run on Batman. You think... I should hope, uh, you guys think I should hope on? Hop on, yeah. Totally. Hop on, yeah, definitely. Tynan's Batman's great. Check it out. Uh, by the way, it. and also if you haven't read his detective run, read that too, because it's also really good. Agreed. By the way, Sal, I've come around and accepted the ending to the long Halloween. Great book. No Dark Victory. Lol. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I hear you. I'm glad you dig it. Yeah, Dark Victory is not as good as long Halloween. Um, Ruskin, I'm on Have you read the letter Jeff John sent out with the review episodes of star girl? It hit me right in the feels. I did not, but I heard he did it's release. Very one. sweet. That's nice. Uh, I, I'm glad he's letting it be known where it's like, look, Courtney star girl is named for my sister. Who's not with us anymore. Oh, that's really nice. Uh, Dan S Williamson's flash is my top DC title right now. Nice. There you go. Uh, very nice. Uh, Dr. Comic. I can't agree with stopping digital comics. Readers will lose interest in current stories. Should they start with fresh number ones? Corona crisis. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, Don't give them ideas because they'll do it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I, I think that uh, I agree that they shouldn't be like stopping, but they like if they're not going to be producing new books, they need to at least be producing hype. Yeah. Or something. They can't just let us 
they they can't let us do all the work to promote stuff they have been making for 80 years. They need yeah. if if they want that, they need to start putting the effort into for real. Um and I think we're caught up. Uh so yeah, we're there. We're in that position. So yeah, my question is, can how long can we go without new comics? Or are we or, or, or like, you know what I mean? Like, let's say that like there are no new books until May 1st or April 29th. I mean, I've got a couple months worth of new work lined up for myself. There you know, going to go back and try and catch up with some stuff, you know, try and make some videos I've had in the hopper for a bit. I have more time to make a big, you know, required reading video on Black Widow that I wanted to do, uh, some topic videos. And after that, I sure hope comics come back by then or else I'm really going to have to try and <laughs> dig deep to think of something new. Cause, cause unlike your channel, Sal, my channel is kind of, it's bread and butter was new issues. Yes. Yes, it was. Um, we are very much in this situation where it's like, yeah, my, my production is commentary mm-hmm. and, and classic stories plus like newer trades and it takes months for trades to come out. So like, yeah. you know, we got a nice infusion of new blood because of the new trades we covered. We have new books that we are that we have prepped and are ready to go. Um, uh, I mean, like, here's the thing: Comic Pop will be fine mm-hmm. without new comics. My question is whether comics are going to be fine because comics have been competing with disposable media since they started. Yeah, you know. They competed with video games when arcades became prevalent. They competed with video games when they came into our homes. Mm -hmm. They competed with everything. Like, literally anything you could do to pass the time comics are uh, competing with. Mm -hmm. And now, like, and when, when they were not going to stop production, it looked like comics were going to get a big infusion of new blood because they were the only ones who could pretty much produce remotely. Yeah. yeah. You know, like movies, no new movies, very few new video games. And and, like, and those are the two major competitors for comics outside of going outside, which you can't do anyway. So, Hey, how about this? And yet because comics had to stop as well, they're in the same boat, but that boat's, but that boat's sinking and their boat was already sinking beforehand. So like, I, 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 in my heart of hearts, comics can survive a nuclear blast. Comic books will survive this. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, in what form they take, though, is the big question. Yeah. My question is whether the the current model is the way to go. And I, I have argued that the current model hasn't been the way to go forever. No, um, yeah. So, it espe- like, staying the course is especially dangerous now when we can't chart what's going to happen a week from now, much less a year from now. You know, I they're talking about it serves as a wake-up call, if nothing else. Right? Like, they're talking about Empire, an event that, like, really, I don't know anyone that's excited about it. Like, I, I, I can imagine that it's, like, it seems interesting. But I don't know anybody that's hyped about it in any I, way. I've heard I, no buzz. I, I'm more excited when I read the Road to Empire thing, and they kind of gave you a brief history yeah. of the uh, Kree Skrull War. And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember those stories. Okay, I think I see where they're going now with this. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't sound. It sounds like another day in the life kind of event, as opposed to Very a like, so. oh my god, major shakeup, which I don't necessarily want. But you know who does? Agreed. Is local comic book stores. Yeah, it's true that because that gets people in stores. Yeah, and it gets people 
people excited. It gets them drummed up. That's why DC reboots every couple of years. Because mm. they know that the reboot will get people into stores. Retailers love it. And it gives DC an injection every month. Unfortunately, the problem is every time you get one of these injections, you need more. And you need it mm. bigger. And you need it more it's, frequently. It, it, it's an addiction, man. I need a bigger hit. Exactly. And so it's unsustainable. Uh, but I'm not excited about it. And I, and I, and I, I, I don't know if I'm like... I wasn't even necessarily going to read it with Ernest, but now if it's delayed, why would I give a shit six months from now or two months from now? <laughs> Again, you know, cooling off is a real problem and it's something they're going to have to deal with, especially for something that you could argue was already, you know, not cool. exactly. Yeah, not exactly molten hot to begin totally. with. Totally. Uh, can, can I put this down now? And if I turn out to be right later, you all owe me a Coke. I think the Kotati are going to be revealed to be the actual secret bad guys behind this all. Mm, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> it, 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 exactly. You will be reminded of who the Kotati are if you read The Road to Empire. Uh, are they secret Kree? No, they, uh, well, th they shared the planet with the Kree in the beginning. They were the sentient plant guys. That was the whole, like, you know, Mantis, Cosmic Madonna, Sequoia shit. Right, okay, okay. And if you remember in Incoming, uh, Beldam and Raxer, those uh, two uh, Kree and Skrull agents, ended up doing what? Exploding into trees. Mm, then, yeah, that's definitely what's going to happen. I mean, like, yeah. it's the only twist they could do. Mm-hmm. Because we already had maximum security, where the Kree altered their physiology to look like a different race of of of, of aliens, yeah, to take over Earth. Anyway, uh, that's comics. We're talking about the comic book industry here. Yes, true. Um, Moon Knight thirty two says no digital's a bad move. I feel now is the time to get caught up on some back issues. Might I recommend Garth Kirby and the Cookbook of the Gods? You may hey. recommend that. Uh, it's a book I wrote uh, that uh, Victor Bogdanovic of Wolverine fame. Uh, Drew, you can check it out on Comixology. Uh, it's a lot of fun. But thank you, man. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think digital was a way to maintain relevancy and also kind of like test the market in a more honest, open, and like earnest way. Definitely. The Iceman throwing out recommendations from Marvel Ultimates from you uh, from Marvel Ultimates from Ewing and Lemire Old Man Logan in the Thanos mm. miniseries. Can comics sustain on trades and licensing? No. No. I mean, like, they do, uh, Sedgwick said that, like, uh, we don't consider the trades as a big, you know, like... Moneymaker. Moneymaker for them, but it is. Um, but month to month is where they make... For them, trades, I've heard it likened to month to month are the opening box office mm. and the trades are the DVD sales. Right. Um, so... No. That's a fair comparison. Yeah, and if the movie industry doesn't rely on VOD and Blu-ray, then do I don't think comics should. Uh, Silvery Cricket says DC and Marvel should put their less popular runs right now out digitally so that they so that, that way they might be able to get a new audience. I've been saying this for years. Uh, any book that they're like, well, I mean, like it's got to sell, but it's also a risk. But we, you know, we really want to like we want to want to put it out, but we know it's not going to sell more than six issues. Like. Then make it a digital exclusive book. Mm. Maybe it'll, because there, 20,000 is a good number. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know what the numbers are, but my guess would be if you had a digital only book that sold crazy great, like Injustice, and it could become a big thing. And you can cost of printing. Big time. It is, a, it is a cost. It is a significant cost. It's why I thought maybe Diamond's faltering and... And and them not being able to like distribute them to local comic book stores was 
almost like a feather in their cap because they're like, oh my God, comics can be a little cheaper. We can save a little bit more money and we can get it out to everyone as opposed to just people who can get to comic book stores, which we've yeah. pointed out is really not the Midwest. No, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kenneth Dowling, I feel the comic book industry will find a way to endure because it has endured so long through oh, so yeah. much. And I, I mean, mean, I, I meant hop on. Yeah, I know. And shit. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I appreciate that, Kenneth. I know you meant hop on. I'm sorry. But have a great day with yourself, man. Um, and oh, oh, what's it called? Um, I agree with you, but I also caution you. And I caution everybody out there. Don't rest on your laurels and don't take for granted that just because something's always there means that it will always be there. I think comics are versatile and enduring and part of the lifeblood of humanity enough where they will always be around. But what shape they take is dependent on us. Mm, you know? Absolutely. Humanity yeah. will endure, but we will be destroyed by the sun <laughs> if we don't explore space. You know what I mean? But that's up yeah. to us to do that. So it's like... Humanity will endure if we may, if we maintain, you know, if we reach our potential. You know, it's a pretty good cautionary tale. Mad Magazine, which they, right. which they killed not too long ago. It was either like early this year, late last year. Yeah. You know, Mad Magazine, an enduring comedy uh, publication that we assumed would be around forever because, well, it's part of, you know, American pop culture. You know, they'll never not make Mad Magazine. Until they didn't one day, and it it died unceremoniously. I might add, it was yes, just it, did. it was just stopped, and they they did get to publish a final issue. Yeah, but like the discussion, the discussion that I heard the most about the death of Mad Magazine was, sure, they probably killed it a lot sooner. Mm. You know, like not what a travesty. We should save it. Yes, yeah. there was very little groundswell. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Um, so. Yeah, with that, uh, you know, I want to say, like, don't take for granted that the comic industry will always, or the comic industry, the comics will be here forever, because they will, but what shape it takes is up to us. Uh, Aurora Forest, time to attend my online lecture. <laughs> uh, well, good luck with that. Thank you for everything you both do. You provide oh. many smiles in these uncertain times. Much love. Much love to you, Aurora Forest. Thank you so much. Good luck, and uh, make sure to click the button that says that you're there, or whatever you need to do to indicate that you're physically at the, you know, <laughs> at the thing. Um but yeah, uh, listen, everybody, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, I, I, I want to just say, you know, I love comics. I love the comic book industry in terms of what it's able to achieve. Um, but, you know, I'm very much on the side of progress and mm -hmm. forward momentum. I think there's Always. a place for the comic book stores. And I think there's a place for digital. And I'm just, I, I don't like, as you know, I don't like redundancies. I don't like superfluous stuff. Mm -hmm. And... For me, you know, if you need a stay of execution to, you know, stay alive, you know, maybe you should reevaluate how you're doing business. I'm hoping this serves as a wake up call. I'm hoping this makes Marvel and DC and all the companies, you know, kind of reevaluate how they do business and to be like, hey, if like a couple weeks, if a couple months could, you know, make you think that maybe the industry won't be here tomorrow, maybe, you know, now is the time to change some shit. That's the thing is that at the very least, I hope that this experience, if there's any sunny side to this experience, it is that it teaches every industry across the world yeah. uh, a lesson about preparedness 
and convenience and reliance on one infrastructure. What's um, truly essential. Yeah, and what is essential. It's true. Like, And what we need is human interaction. We need creature comforts. We need these things that help us maintain day to day. Um, so, yeah, uh, just take care of each other and take care of yourselves. Make sure mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, not just uh, in the light of this pandemic that we are through, but also, you know, in, in your day to day. But in regards to the pandemic, of course, make sure to wash your hands constantly. Uh, make sure to not engage in physical interaction with other people outside your home. Uh, make sure to maintain a six foot distance if you have to do that. Um, you know, wipe take, stuff down after and wipe you stuff buy down. It. That's what I've been doing. Yeah, one of the things that I've been doing also is when I go to and from someplace, I have these wipes and I I clean off my steering wheel. Mm, um, smart, smart. Every time I go and and I go to and from someplace, I just I discount the fact that like and don't touch your face, you know. But like, there's a lot of prepar- preparedness you can make to protect yourself and to pro- and it's not about you. You know what I mean? Like you who are watching the show are probably gonna be fine. Yeah, but. The other it's people, about it's the, the old people, the young people, the immune compromised people. Yeah, it's about the people who can't protect themselves. And it's about keeping your ass out of the hospital so that somebody who really, really might need it can be there, you know? Yeah. So I'm wearing gloves everywhere, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going out, I mean, like, I thought it was a little extraneous until I s- realized what I was doing. And I'm like, if I'm going out, I'm going to have to wear gloves. And yeah. I'm not alone, so I don't feel like a jackass. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, everybody's doing it. So, a lot of people wearing masks now, too. I saw that. You should, I, I, as I understand, it, you should only wear a mask if you are sick. That, that's the thing. But then again, and this could be total bullshit. I hear some people being like, "No, no, no." They're only telling people that because they don't have enough masks for hospitals. I can imagine that, but they've been saying no. They've been saying that forever. Like, I, I in in Asian countries where it's a little bit more uh, permissible, I guess. Like, in, mm-hmm. I, you never see anybody wearing masks in in America, you know, in in America, and uh, but I do see it, you know, in Japan and and elsewhere, and I'm like. And it's it's a courtesy that they do to mm. because they are sick, and so they've been doing that forever. I assume it's the same thing. If uh, hey, if you want a fun arts and crafts project, you can actually make your own out of some fabric. That's true. Uh, listen, if you like the show, we do appreciate the sponsorships. But if you want to continue to help us out, you can always go to Patreon.com/slash/compop. There's another show that Joel and I do called One Shots, where we talk about something else for about like a few minutes. It's a lot of fun. Check it out. But uh, if you want to help your comic book store, if you if you're like these guys are morons, digital digital sucks, comics forever. Mm. Call your local comic book store. Please do. Or Facebook them. And because they're all on Facebook. And say, what can I do? How can I help you? If they say, buy my books, they're an asshole and don't fucking help them out. (laughs) But But if they have a strategy in place that you can help... Take it, you know, because you got to put your money where your mouth is when it comes to these kinds of things. And yeah. if they don't have any ideas, they're like, honestly, dude, I have no idea. Give them some ideas that you heard from this show or from elsewhere. You know, ideas are free. Give it to them and, and help them out. Uh, promote your local comic book store. Uh, Devashish Mahaptra says, you mean with great power comes great responsibility? That's exactly what I mean. That's why Spider-Man is so evergreen. It's because we all have great power. Yeah. And we all have a responsibility to use mm-hmm. it responsibly. So That's a great quote. Uh, thank you for reminding me and uh, and live that mantra every day. And we'll uh, we'll see you guys next week with an all new episode. Of course, stay here for more. There's so much here, and I promise you, there's more in the pipe. I got an interview coming up. I got another interview coming up, and then nice. I got another interview coming up. And I've got like, and I'm trying to be on other podcasts. And we're ma- we're gonna probably re- like resuscitate Harbor Patrol. We'll see. I'm very excited about it, but I don't want to get too ahead of myself. But listen, 
Stick around, subscribe, like the video if you do have a chance. It helps us out anyway. Um, and of course, go to capejoel.com for more. Or not capejoel.com, but youtube.com slash capejoel. I'm like, oh, I have a website now? Sweet. <laughs> yeah, don't go there. It won't, I don't know what it is, but it probably isn't him. No, um, it's probably not me. Don't don't trust that guy in the cave. No, 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 no. But uh, yeah, thanks a lot for hanging out with us. Thank you for your continued support. And we'll see you guys then. I'm Sal. I'm Joel. So long, everybody. Oh, <laughs>